DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sportsbook, but it's also America's, USA's, United States of America's top-rated sportsbook. Speaking of America, our top athletes are over in Tokyo competing for the gold and the silver and the bronze. Any me- we'll take any medal we can get. And DraftKings has a medal-worthy offer just for my listeners. Place any pre-event wager of $1 to be eligible to cash $100 in free credits if America wins any medal this year. All of the colors I just mentioned. That's 100 to 1 odds on an American athlete to stand on the podium and get that medal. 100 to 1 odds on an offer like that doesn't come around often, so sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook now to get in on all of the action. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook because it's easy to navigate, has plenty of instructions for noob bettors, and nearly limitless ways to get in on all of the action. My friends and family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you will too. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits if America wins a medal. That's code DNVR to turn $1 into $100 in free credits for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You gotta be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, restrictions apply, see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. You're being recorded, Will. Welcome to the That's Good Broncos podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Perna. Your co-host, right next to me, or under me, under me, Will Keys. This is a football podcast where we talk about the Denver Broncos and the NFL, even when there is nothing happening. Uh, Today's episode brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Use code DNBR when you sign up to take advantage of their offers and my coffee company, Benchwarmer Brew, benchwarmerbrew.com. If you want to support this podcast, this channel, you can do it by giving me your fucking money. Uh, Will Keys is a fire survivor. His apartment nearly burnt, burned to the ground just about an hour after we did the podcast last week. So he is going to give us the details. I don't even know the story. I just know that... (laughs) He has been kicked out of his apartment because the fire damage was bad and it was unlivable. So he's going to give us the full story. Uh, We'll talk a little bit about Emmanuel Sanders because he did something very cool. And today, mistakes in the AFC West. We're working on video for every team's biggest mistake well, it's really Bleacher Report posted an article about every team's biggest mistake over the last. We're week. reacting to it, and we're reacting to it. We're going to say whether they're right, or we're going to tell you why they're wrong. And I'm sure they are wrong at least half the time. So we will get to the AFC West, but first, I got to hear about what the hell happened at your apartment, Will. <laughs> okay, so we recorded around, I don't know, twelve. One o'clock my time. Uh, we got off the podcast, and so I went to go work on our NFC East script. And 
you know, in the meanwhile, I was doing a little bit of laundry. One of the perks of working from home. So you can multitask a little bit, yeah. save you some work later in the day. I was at my couch working on the laptop and I hear this like pop, pop, pop. And we have a really old washer dryer set. And so I assumed one of them just like gave out or something. So I went over, I didn't see anything. And I went back to the couch and then about a minute later, I hear another like pop, pop, pop. And it gets louder. And so I went back to the laundry room and I looked up through the, uh, through the vent, through the air vent. And I just saw flames everywhere. <laughs> I was like, Oh, that's a fire. And my first instinct was, Oh, I can put this out. <laughs> like, right. oh, this is fine. So I went to go like my neighbor heard it or smelt it too. Um, and so she had the fire extinguisher. I, I, meanwhile, like, I was like, okay, how am I going to put this out? How am I going to put this out? And then I just like looked at it. I was like, I'm not going to put this out. And so what do you do? But you call 911. They got a hold of the fire department. Right as we were about to like grab the fire extinguisher and just start shooting at it, uh, the operator's like, yeah, get out of the building. What are you doing? Get out of there. So like we, we both like knocked to make sure everyone was out of their rooms. And luckily it was the middle of the day and like two people were home, uh, maybe three. And so everybody got out, everybody got their pets out too. And I come out and like five minutes later, after I get out of the building, four fire trucks show up on the block, uh, four fire trucks, naturally like a crowd of people starts gathering. Right. The news shows up. Oh, like almost before the fire trucks got there is a, a cameraman for uh kcra3 which is the local nbc affiliate those dogs those bastards it was a little night crawler ish um i was like it's weird it's a weird sensation for something that you like i didn't start the fire obviously it was an electrical fire um but like something that like feels like kind of your responsibility in your apartment turn into news is <laughs> a very weird feeling. I, I wanted yeah. to be like, no, go away, go away. <laughs> like not now. Uh, but obviously you can't do that. Uh, that's their job. <laughs> and so uh, they cut like they, the fire men and women, uh, you know, took their axes, like battered the door down uh several doors cut like holes through the ceiling into the attics the fire was in the attic um above my laundry room and just like so it started up in the attic yeah it started in the wiring above the laundry room uh and then because that's you know right at the bottom layer of the of the attic um i've got pictures too if, if anyone wants to see him, it's pretty follow at Guillermo for hot fire picks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so everybody's okay. That's what's important. I didn't lose that much stuff, which was really surprising to me. I just got the Xbox series X after months and months of searching. And it would have been pretty funny if I lost that after like a week, but yeah, um, hilarious. it still, still works perfectly uh i got my microphone right here my microphone made it 
Yep. What else do you really need? Got the microphone, the laptop, ready to to spit hot takes. Um, the, really, the the biggest tragedy I think in all of this is that it didn't happen while we were recording. Yeah. Yeah. Because that would have been great. That would have been uh, perfect content. We could have titled it like you know the you know the heat of our takes burns down podcasters' apartment. Yeah. Something like that. I'm not lucky enough to have your apartment burned down during the show. Like, I just don't have that kind of luck. Yeah. I mean, alternatively, I might have missed it and it could have, you know, gotten out of control. (laughs) I mean, if we're talking views, you get seriously hurt. That's even better. Yeah, Yeah, probably. Probably. Um, (laughs) Overall, I'm okay with how it happened. The aftermath of it and having to, like, immediately move and put all your stuff in storage and move in with your parents is less than ideal, but it could be worse. Could be worse. You got so, a nice new office right now. Got an, a nice new office for the time being. Oh. Um, so everything's okay. Uh, I appreciate everyone who, who checked in over the last week and uh, Hey man, we're here. I'm not missing an episode for this. Yeah. I mean, I'll miss an episode for other stuff like you know scheduling conflicts, but not for this. Not for this. Uh, so you, this happened while we were doing clickbait sports last week. Oh right, no, that's right. Yeah, because I remember you clicking you t- on the episode. I was probably on my laptop. Right. While yeah, because you texted me. Um, you're like, uh, let's see, what'd you say? I'm trying to, f- I'm efforting. I want to see your first text. Yeah, bizarrely, you're like one of the first people I texted. Yeah, so I just, uh, we were, I think we were just finishing up, like we were still chatting on clickbait. <laughs> you're like, there was an electrical fire in my apartment. I'm okay, had to call 911 and evacuate though. And then I said, damn, did they get it under control? You said, under control, truly terrifying. And then I responded with, good for the pod next week. (laughs) And then I responded, glad you're okay. Um, If I'm being 100% honest, uh, I thought about whether or not you were okay first. But I thought it would be funnier if I asked, I said, this will be great (laughs) podcast content. And then I got scared that I wasn't sensitive to the situation because uh, I didn't know exactly how serious it was. And so I was like, I hope you know I was kidding about the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I I picked that up. Um, Yeah, I think once once you're like, oh, everybody's okay, you're, you know, all, all jokes are free to be made there. Yeah, there's there's a little bit of it. There you can see a really shitty picture-in-picture version of some burnt-down shit in your laundry room. Yeah, yeah. I I thought, like, because I had to talk to a fire investigator. I had to talk to, um, like, the fire – I don't know if he's the chief, but just the captain. And he was, like – he brought me up. He's like, all right, it's good that I have you here. Like, we need to talk about, like, your apartment – and I was like, oh, shit, I just lost everything, didn't I? Like, all my stuff burned up. Uh, and he, like, made it sound like that. He's like, I'm like, oh, is everything gone? He's like, oh, yeah, you won't be able to live there anymore. I was like, oh, well, I knew that. 
I, is my Xbox okay? <laughs> Did you save the Xbox? <laughs> did you save the Xbox? Someone told if, me like... If the Xbox wasn't in danger, did you spray any fucking water on it? Because I will come to the fire department to reimburse me for my Xbox if it was yes. necessarily water damage. $500. I paid another $20 for NBA 2K21, <laughs> which was in the Xbox. The disc was in the Xbox. Um, you'll have to foot the bill. But no, I walked in and <laughs> my roommate's room, not in good shape. My room, it's totally intact. <laughs> Ooh, how much did your roommate lose a bunch of shit then? It just got like covered in like drywall and uh, ash and um, what do you call it? Insulation. Yeah. So that it kind of got coated and all of that. Um, but yeah, I just lost like a, everything in my bathroom just totally destroyed. Crazy. Um, but that's just bathroom stuff. Like none of that's worth anything. Does did the other people have to leave their apartments too? Yeah, yeah, the people next to us they got fucked pretty bad. Damn. As well, they're they're in a hotel. That um, sucks. Luckily, yeah, luckily I have my mommy and my daddy to yeah, um, no put shit. me up in their guest room. Um, you need that. Yeah, no, here we are. Here we are, and um, not missing I'm a beat. I'm officially ready to talk football. Cool, because there's so much to talk about today, Will. Uh, <laughs> I know. Could just stretch that out for the whole podcast, probably. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna tell you. I was gonna text you that night to watch. You should watch Backdraft in honor of uh, surviving the fire. What is that? Oh, you've never watched Backdraft? No. That's like a. It was like a huge '90s blockbuster movie about firefighters. Um, Backdraft, 1991, with yeah Kurt Russell and Billy Baldwin. Yeah, it's really shitty. Like uh-huh. at the time, I think people thought it was great, but if you watch it now, it's fucking it's a really nice bad movie. And you're yeah, like, this was uh, like this. this was the best that they got that year, huh? Some of the best. <laughs> it really it feels Not like a fucking t- uh, made for TV movie if you watch it now. Like <laughs> That's what I remember when I rewatched. It. I was like, I thought this was supposed to be awesome. Like Two it doesn't hold up like Die Hard. Minutes. That's a little long. Yeah. Music so. by Hans Zimmer, though. Yeah, it's a real film. It's Hollywood. Seventy-four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's not bad. Not bad at all. No, I mean, I think people like it. I think if you're a fucking uh, picky critical fil- film viewer, you're gonna be like, this kind of cheesy. It's directed by Ron Howard. I think this might be a good movie. Mm, maybe I'll have to revisit it too. Maybe I'm confusing it with uh, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. I can't remember. Oh, yeah. No, that one's good too. <sighs> Striking out here with my movie reviews. I was thinking about um, the movie Volcano from, oh, I think, 1997. There's a really good scene where someone tries to jump hot lava, like oh, a, hell yeah. a river of hot lava, and doesn't make it. Was that like uh, supposed? To, was that like an answer to Twister? They were trying to. I think it was an answer natural. to. Yeah, it was like up there with Dante's Peak. Ah, so, that's right. The yeah. '90s, where you got two of the exact same yeah, movies every year from competing studios. 
Yeah. Um, now it's you like, just get yeah. remakes of those movies. <laughs> Friends with benefits and no strings attached. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, so we're going to get into foot- some football stuff here. Uh, wanted to shout out Emmanuel Sanders, though, because, I don't know, like two weeks ago, I tweeted a picture. Okay, let me tell the little, just a little bit of backstory here. Let's get a little context. So I moved my office downstairs. Uh, and I have all of this like Broncos bullshit on these shelves. These shelves were upstairs last week, but I moved the shelves down. So I had like all my Bronco shit down here in the basement and we're moving my wife's office upstairs. And in that process, like I'm trying to like make the backdrop look nice over here. And then I was watching my daughter and I took her down to the basement. She used to be a scared of the basement. Now she's kind of cool with it. And I set her up in this area where it's like safe and I didn't bring anything down with her to play with. I was like, well, let me go look over this Bronco stuff because I knew I had like a little mini football and she's been liking balls lately, like hitting them and kicking them around the house. So I brought a little football. I brought a remote control, which is basically her favorite toy because she can't <laughs> play with the goddamn remote controls. And then I brought over a little Emmanuel Sanders uh, stuffed doll, I guess you could say. Just like a little, like a stuffed animal, but it's Emmanuel Sanders. And I bought that thing. I saw it when I was out one day, like, at, I don't know, King Supers or some shit. And there was, there weren't any other player dolls. It was just Emmanuel Sanders dolls. And I was like, this is weird. I have to buy this right now. So I've had it forever. It's just sat on these shelves. I gave her that and she like fucking loved it. She was just like carrying it around everywhere. She just like running around the house with this little Emmanuel Sanders doll. Cause she, and she just learned to walk recently. So it's like super cute. So I got a photo of her holding the Emmanuel Sanders doll, tweeted it to Emmanuel Sanders, forgot about it. And then today on Twitter, he responds with ha 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 love autographed it for her and he's got his digital autograph on the photo of her with the emmanuel sanders doll which was awesome made my day so much love for emmanuel sanders truly probably the greatest bronco uh player now in broncos history as far as i'm concerned after that move what are you doing what'd you say i said one of our favorite players one of our favorite players maybe the um and some people are like sell this as an nft now <laughs> i was like ah oh, now we're talking. i'm gonna do that yeah <laughs> so either way, uh, i'm looking at it right now very cute very cool that's nice that's it was nice. hard to get a picture because she kept like falling <laughs> yeah that's what kids do yeah she she's... walking pretty well now yeah now she is now she she can go anywhere <clears throat> Damn. She's, she's like Girl. today she started running so successfully yeah it's what? like oh fuck it one one step at a time there literally yeah and she's walking early too um yeah that's what i figured she's not even 11 months old yet but uh we're advanced walkers here i come from a long history of uh, very good walkers in my family uh yeah you know usually in any given neighborhood people are like oh yeah those pernas they're pretty good walkers so that's been passed on to her genetically. Uh, we'll see cognitively what kind of brain skill she gets. Uh, I think that's stronger on my wife's side. So. You guys are really good at getting from point A to point B with your feet. Yes. Yeah. Slowly. If there's a, a sidewalk, we'll be on it. 
Um, yeah. Never tripping. Maybe even a crosswalk. Yeah, crosswalks. We don't even press for the sure. button. We just know when to cross. No. Because the instincts for us, really. If you say you're at the airport and you're on one of those, um, you know, one of those like flat automatic walkways, walkways, do you walk on them? Nope. Don't need to. I mean, I could do it, it backwards just to show off, but yeah. I'll walk faster on the side of it just because my muscles in my legs. Yeah. They're small, but they're quick, quick twitch. twitch muscles. So yeah. it carries your body very fast. Unless the luggage is heavy. <laughs> we don't <laughs> got the upper body strength for that. No, definitely not. Fuck no. Um, best and worst of the... In- oh, wait, wait I want, before I do the DraftKings read, the one thing I wanted to talk to you about from the NFL this week... Oh, yeah, we'll talk about Peyton and Eli Manning doing some Monday Night Football shit, too. Sure, yeah. But this week, Adam Schefter tweeted that, uh, you know, the Packers gave Aaron Rodgers a two-year contract extension offer that would have made him the highest paid player in the NFL and that he uh, declined it. And Schefter tweeted that uh, yesterday, I think. Yeah, yesterday. We already knew that. Like, that is old news. Like, the story about them, the Packers making him an offer and him rejecting it, that's been around – I feel like since April or May at the latest. Like it's been around since like 2005. <laughs> yeah. Like when they actually gave him that last contract offer. Yeah. Um, my question to you is, uh, it's like, uh, we know that. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Adam Schefter has to already know that, right? Yeah. Unless he got new information that he was able to finally like confirm that happened this week. But Adam Schefter's the biggest NFL newsbreaker on earth. Okay. Nobody's got more Twitter followers than him. He's got the biggest platform with ESPN. He breaks important news uh, quite a bit. He doesn't need to tweet information that we already know like that and present it like it's new information. It wasn't like, We've known about this for a while, but I can confirm that this happened. Like, it was just Aaron Rodgers. Like, it, it felt like... Yeah, a, like it just it, happened course, today. It was the biggest story for football because of that. I mean, the fucking, uh, like, local news was talking about it. The other news... Like, I was like, Jesus. My you question- had the NBA... You had the game six of the NBA finals was last night. And if you turn on ESPN, they're talking about Aaron Rodgers turning down... Yeah. So I guess like my question is why did Schefter do it? All right. So this is not like, this is kind of a conspiracy theory, but not really. I think it makes pretty logical sense that he's got Aaron Rodgers news and he's just got it like wrapped up neatly. He's got the tweets written out. And he's got them scheduled intermittently. Wow. And he is using that Rogers news to bridge us from the off season to training camp to the preseason. By the time preseason starts, he doesn't need to drop any more breadcrumbs, any more news. The Rogers situation will become apparent. I think by that point, uh, whether he's going to you know, play this season or not. And there'll be other news to keep us, uh, 
keep us entertained, to keep us paying attention to the NFL. But this is really like clearly calculated because the NBA has got the spotlight right now. It did. NBA has got the draft coming up next week. You've got the Olympics starting this weekend. He's just using this as like a little bit of, you know, a little bit of leverage the NFL has just to draw eyeballs until August when the preseason starts and then the regular season starts and no one's going to think about anything other than the NFL. So this is like very carefully orchestrated from a news breaking standpoint. He could give us all the new, the Aaron Rodgers news of the next two weeks right now, but he's going to spread it out and, spread and it keep out. us wanting more. See, my thought is that just a day or two prior, like we're getting very close to Packers training camp starting. Yeah. People are really starting to believe that Aaron Rodgers will return to Green Bay. I think that's probably what's going to happen at this point. Hold on. Let me, let me stop you there, though. Why, if that was the case, if he's planning on going to training camp, he is an owner, a part owner of the Milwaukee Bucks. They had game six. They clinched the finals in their own building, game six last night. Why would he not be there? Oh, he doesn't want he he doesn't like big crowds. That's why. You sure? Uh, I don't know. I don't fucking know what Aaron Rodgers likes. If he was planning on showing up to training, okay, camp, okay, but I just let me would... finish. Just let me finish. Okay, and then we can get back to that because my thought is, people are starting to just say and assume Rodgers was going to show up. It feels like he might. It feels like if the trade was going to happen something would be surfacing about it. And I feel like Adam Schefter started to hear some criticisms, more criticisms about his tweet that started the whole firestorm. And Shefty was just like, no, he turned down this, this money. He is unhappy with the Packers. This is real. I wasn't making shit but up back in April. That's right. my thoughts behind it. Aaron Rodgers, should he have been? I mean, Tom Grossi made it to game six to watch the Bucks. Tom lives in New York City. Uh, so, yeah, should Aaron Rodgers have been there? Could he have taken a private jet to get there and sat in a luxury box? And I, do, I don't even know if Milwaukee has luxury boxes, to be honest. If they do, yeah. Um, if you were going to report for training camp, in a week that's a good observation i just think well i mean i hope he doesn't right i hope i'm surprised but i feel like there's yeah. he's not going to just throw away that money i think is in my mind uh and again if he's going to make a point to the packers it will be not showing up uh at least though i, I am proud that we didn't run with the did you see the cleaning the cleaning article Mm -mm. some cleaning person who does football players homes tweeted or Instagrammed or some shit that players at this time who are returning to their homes for the season ordered deep cleans for their homes. Aaron Rodgers ordered a deep cleaning for his home. And this was like a story people were running with as a piece of news is why Aaron Rodgers might be returning, including our biggest competition, Pat McAfee, 
really click baited the shit out of people to use that piece, that little nugget. Uh, we did not do that. We have more integrity than that. Uh, but right now you're, you're, you don't think he's going to show up next week. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I don't think so. Okay. I think he will. You know what else will show up? DraftKings. Draft freaking Kings. DraftKings Sportsbook is not just my favorite sportsbook. It's America's top-rated sportsbook. Speaking of America, our top athletes are over in Tokyo competing for the gold, definitely not having sex. And DraftKings has a medal-worthy offer just for the listeners of this show. So check it. Place any pre-event wager of $1 to be eligible to cash $100 in free credits if America wins any medals this year. That's a pretty good bet. That's 100 to 1 odds on an American athlete to stand on the podium and receive gold, silver, or bronze this week. 100 to 1 odds on an offer like this doesn't come around often, so sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook now and get in on all of that Olympic action. I love using DraftKings because it's easy to navigate. If you're a noob better, they have plenty of instructions to help guide you, and there are limitless ways to get in on all of the action. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits if America wins a medal. That's code DNBR to turn $1 into $100 in free credits for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You got to be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, restriction supplies at DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details, gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right. AFC West, biggest mistakes over the last five years. This was a Bleacher Report article. We are going to do one on the whole league on the main channel. But I thought for the podcast today, we could talk about the AFC West. Yeah. Uh, so, should we start with uh, with our team? It's pretty pretty straightforward. Yeah, it's, it's the easiest one to figure out. It's so freaking easy. What What do you think the biggest mistake is for the Broncos over the last five years, Will? I think it probably has something to do with quarterback. Yeah. Might be one, one drafting... that I like to cry a lot. Paxton Lynch, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the big mistake is we knew ahead of the draft that they're interested in Dak Prescott too. Yeah, fuck. And we all got suckered into that big six-seven piratey-looking son of a gun from Memphis, and we yeah. got bamboozled. We got fooled. I mean, Brock Osweiler over Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott uh, behind Paxton Lynch. They are the biggest mistakes John Elway made post Peyton Manning. We all know the story. We hate it. We're tired of hearing about it. But yeah, drafting Paxton Lynch set them back uh, quite a bit. Okay. Uh, Would have been. Imagine how nice it would imagine seeing Paxton Lynch as a Dallas Cowboy. Oh, Broncos man. have Dak. We're competing right now every year in the division. 
I'm not saying Dak's the best quarterback in the league, but I think he's a top 10 guy. Uh, I would kill. I would kill to have him right now. I'd roll with Dak for sure. I a lot. I, I, I want Dak a lot more than that other quarterback in Texas. I can tell you that right now. It's yeah, funny, like four. every now and then, there's just a little piece of Deshaun Watson news that pops up. Like, yeah, Deshaun Watson still ready to play, assuming these 22 lawsuits go away really that, quickly. That he is. <laughs> yeah. No shit. Um, okay. So yes, is there a second mistake for the Broncos? Knowing Paxton's the, the big one, is there something else like you think they could have done differently that might have changed their fortunes just a bit? Like people want to criticize Elway for, for that. And there are things that happened while they happened that I didn't like, like Akib Talib leaving, uh, TJ Ward. Yeah. I mean, I've got another pretty obvious one. Yeah, what is that? Vance Joseph over Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, that would be the big one. <laughs> that one's pretty big. That one's pretty big. I would, um, yeah. Did that might was, be bigger than Pax and Lynch? Was that was it. Lynch and Joseph the same year? Or no, Lynch Kubiak was, was before. Yeah, Kubiak was still coach with Lynch, and we kind of learned after that Kubiak did not want Pax and Lynch. Is that correct? Nope. I mean, that's why he played Trevor Simeon instead. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, John L.A. ignored his head coach's advice there. <laughs> yeah. Who uh, just won him a Super Bowl. Um, yeah, if I think you could live with the Paxton Lynch pick if you had just not – like, you would be – if you – like, if I could do one over, I think I would – go with Kyle Shanahan over Vance Joseph. It felt like the the Kyle Shanahan one feels less like a mistake and more like just kind of a, the sad inevitability of like where the relationship was with the Shanahans over, you know, the course of decades. Yeah. I think, I the think other... they were just like kind of going eeny, meeny, miny, mo. We like this guy better. It was, there was like some serious resentment, I think, from Mike Shanahan and either Joe Ellis or, you know, whoever. Yeah. Whoever pissed each other off. And that kind of created a rift that made it uncomfortable for them to, to reunite. I think the other thing was that Elway decided Vance Joseph was his guy before the process. Yeah. Like they, tried they to get wanted him, him the year before for, or they wanted him, for defensive coordinator before they brought in Wade Phillips. Right. But they weren't allowed to interview him or whatever. So I think LA had already decided like that was his guy. And yeah. in addition to probably that other stuff. Okay. Broncos biggest mistake. There we go. Let's go to the Raiders. Uh, Cause it's really hard to pick one for the Raiders. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, they've made so many mistakes over the last, really four years because we go back to 2016 they were uh they're 12 and four they're doing a lot of things right for one season but after the 2017 season they fire jack del rio and they give a 10-year contract to john gruden so you can go look at like what's his first move khalil mack trade you know, in hindsight not as big of a mistake as we thought before but they definitely squandered those picks yeah. Uh, 
That's the thing. When you get the picks, you got to hit on them. Yeah, right. Like, Mac hasn't been a world beater in Chicago. Um, I don't know if he's been worth the picks, but they haven't taken advantage of the picks. So, yeah, Cleveland Farrell, Jonathan Abram not looking great, Damon Arnett already looking bad. They traded for Antonio Brown. I mean, here's the point. They all did this because they gave a 10-year contract to John Gruden, and John Gruden doesn't know what he's doing. And you can, yeah. you can kind of pair him with Mike Mayock there, but I think everybody believes that John Gruden is the, the ring leader and the, the architect behind all these colossal mistakes. Yeah, I think like for Gruden and his personality type, you needed a GM who was not going to be a yes man to him or a GM who was going to have a differing vision or opinion. Yeah. Because it, it's weird. And that's a del- it's not an easy thing to identify. It's a delicate relationship between like your head coach and your GM. And you want that relationship to be good, like it is with John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. Like that's an example of a symbiotic GM head coach. They're on the same page mm-hmm. and they're gonna make the right decisions. But it's like you give two drunk guys the the keys, and that's what John Gruden and Mike Mayock feel like. Right. Uh, feels like they're going to agree too often and they have they have proven that a lot of their bad decisions are their fault it's not <laughs> it's reaching for draft picks and those guys are not like these great players that they think they are it's bad free agency moves i think this last off season is probably going to be another example of that bringing in yeah. like old slow aging players um yeah, it's just but yeah, and he's been so bad off the field. But Gruden's still a really good X's and O's game day coach. Yeah. To the point where they're never gonna get like the first pick in the draft. They're never gonna suck that bad. Yeah. So they're kind of just kind of they don't have the talent to really like win the division or, or even make the playoffs so far, but they're good enough to go eight and eight. Which, you know, as we all know, doesn't get you much of anything. Gruden should just be coaching. He should just be coaching. He should just – they should lock him in a closet like Mario Chalmers whenever there's not a practice or a game taking place. Honestly, Gruden should just be an offensive coordinator probably. Yeah. I think that – yes. You know what I mean? Like he's he's got this this great personality – I'm not sure. We don't get suckered in. We get, yeah, Yeah. we get sucked in by the personality. It's a TV personality. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And yeah, we know he, you know, he won the Super Bowl in Tampa Bay because of, you know, Tony Dungy's players and he knew the Raiders playbook. So that kind of (laughs) helped. But uh, overall, you know what? He hasn't been very good since like 2005. Yeah. Um, okay. Next team. Definitely John Gruden. We agree with that on Bleacher Report. Uh Chargers. Bleacher Report has Chargers' biggest mistake as leaving San Diego. Yeah, I left San Diego a couple weeks ago and that felt like a mistake. It's a <laughs> yeah. Really nice place. It's a great city. Uh I lived there for two and a half years. Good spot. Good spot. Um 
Yeah, so this was just disappointing. I think along the same lines as – not quite the same as the Raiders leaving Oakland for Las Vegas, which is probably not a mistake for them financially. But they had fans in San Diego. I don't want to say they're great fans in San Diego, but when the Chargers were good, the fans were really, really into it. Now, if the Chargers are good, no one cares because no one in L.A. cares about the Chargers. Now, no one in San Diego, I don't think, cares about the Chargers. So you got the worst of both worlds there. Um, They've got one of the most exciting quarterbacks in the NFL and Justin Herbert now. And still, like, the only people hyping them up aren't fans. It's, like, L.A. media. Yeah. They feel like they always feel like it feels like there's always this effort to pump up the Chargers before the season since they moved to LA because like the media is trying so desperately, especially NFL media. So like state sponsored media is trying so desperately to get the local populace involved with the Chargers and it's just not working. And, um, yeah. Two other notes about this. They made us sit through that hard knock season where they shared it with the Rams. That was terrible. And second of all, no Boltman. Boltman did not make the trip to LA. That's a tragedy. A real tragedy. Uh I think the Chargers' biggest mistake is drafting great defensive players who always get hurt. <laughs> Yeah, that too. That too. Because it's, it's worse than missing on the picks altogether. Yeah, you like hit. You, I mean, you drafted Jason Verrett. You drafted Joey Bosa. You drafted uh, Derwin James. All these guys, studs. And, and Bosa's finally been, you know, healthy for two-ish years. But in their first two years, always. Those guys, like, it just it's just bad luck. It's – yeah. Uh, their bet their their best move was drafting Justin Herbert. Um, that was smart. We'll give him credit for that. But yeah, like it's stupid because they had to go to LA. Basically, they they were forced there because they needed two teams to justify the money going into that stadium. And right. Chargers just happened to be the closest, and they just happened to be. Um, in a city that didn't want to pay for their, for their stadium to be uh, a, a new stadium to be built for them. So really what should have happened, if you want to talk about like football fans, is it should be the Raiders and the Rams in LA because I think they would actually have the most support there. And the Chargers should be in Vegas or they should have been relocated to a football-hungry city that could have gotten behind them. Uh, of course, yeah. I mean, do you that's think probably Albuquerque, New Mexico? Do you think? Yeah. Do you think the Chargers will move again? I don't know. Uh, it, it it depends depends on the financial ramifications. Really, like, there's talk about putting them in St. Louis. Now you've got this like huge lawsuit between St. Yeah. Louis and the NFL. NFL just gives St. Louis the Chargers. <laughs> Here you go. Maybe. Why Man. not? Poor Chargers. Could you paint that? Uh, could you paint the Allegiant Stadium like a uh, yellow for the Chargers? Yeah. Just if they swap to Vegas, I think so. 
Yeah. Yeah, they would paint the stadium yellow. Why not? It's, you know, something to match. Yeah. Not, okay. Not powder blue would look kind of cool. Yeah, I really agree with your idea that the media is forced to try and hype them every year because they've yeah they gotta they've got to sell game. LA as a football city and it's yeah. not it's just not worth yet. it. It's not yeah, like the the Rams have been good since they moved to LA. Yeah, and it doesn't feel like anyone there is super into it. No, but they they were good without like a star like a star offensive player basically you need a star quarterback to really get a city going you do you do that's that's very true stafford could help he's not like a star but i think he's more appealing than jared goff hard to be a star in detroit yeah (laughs) hard to do anything in detroit um hard to walk down the street there okay chiefs final final afc west team biggest mistake for the kansas City Chiefs. This is one we disagree with. I disagreed with <laughs> this before the news uh, about Frank Clark even came out, but they said uh, the Chiefs' biggest mistake was trading for Frank Clark in 2019, which is interesting because he has the most postseason sacks in Kansas City Chiefs franchise history uh he turns on a different gear in the playoffs and he's been a huge right. part of their success in the postseason um they traded a first round pick for him yeah they traded like a pick that was like 30 through 32 so barely a first round pick for him he has not been like incredible in the regular season no been really good in the playoffs. Uh, that's not even taking into account like the domestic violence stuff and the the you know firearms arrests this yeah. last offseason. Let's just say firearms, since that's all that's happened since he's been in Kansas City. Will sure, yeah. I mean, that's just you know trading for someone with that history. You could call it a mistake. I don't know. Maybe the Chiefs <laughs> wouldn't. Um, but no, this this is not an organization that's made many mistakes. Yeah, I think recently, so it's hard to pinpoint one. Um, maybe, you know, whoever handed the keys to Andy Reid's son on the way out, um, <laughs> just kind of looking the other way while he was, you know, sucking on a bottle of you know, whatever in team meetings. Yeah, I mean that's. Uh... That's actually fair in that that happened the week before the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, had to have affected Andy Reid emotionally, uh, mentally. Uh, the whole team, probably. Could Yeah. I mean, I think their biggest mistake might play out this season. Interesting. Yes. And what is that mistake? It's... I think it's just letting not bringing back one of your two tackles that has been a staple of your, your offense. And I, I think they've done yeah. a great job replacing them. Uh, but they, you know, Kyle long already, already injured. Uh, he should be ready to go by the time the season starts. But the concern there is, is he going to stay healthy? So you may have some issues there at guard. Uh, 
Yeah, you got uh, chemistry too that yeah. you have to build. But like, I think you, they paid a shit ton of money on that line and probably could have probably could have kept i don't know one of their guys cheaper it made it work and it would have been all right but i'm kind of reaching for straws it feels here. like they spend a lot of money yeah they, it's, it feels like that's got to catch up at some point yeah it feels like a lot they spend a lot of money when you know the real key to the success is like andy reed yeah you know if i were them i would just try to you know, get Andy Reid on a diet, get him to live 15 years longer and uh, install him as head coach forever. Yeah. You want to get him to be healthy as possible. Yeah. Have that longevity. Probably, maybe, you know, maybe if he is healthy, he wouldn't be the same caliber head coach. I don't yeah, want to maybe... mess with, with uh, what's not broken. The recipe, the yeah, recipe right. for success. Yeah. Andy Reid's mastered it. Recipe for success calls for uh, a lot of carbs. Yeah, <clears throat> maybe like drafting corner secondary corners. Like they they figured it out, but like there's not a corner on that defense that's like a shutdown guy or something that you most like. They've got a good secondary now because they have decent pass rush, but. You, yeah. Like you'd have to like really kind of think about trying to figure out where the Chiefs maybe could have made one key move. Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell is that was a mistake. mistake, but not a very costly mistake. Yeah. Do you think cutting Kareem Hunt was a mistake? <laughs> Based on keeping Frank Clark and Tyreek Hill, yeah, because yeah, Kareem Hunt. If you're just going to be the team that doesn't care, then just be the team that doesn't care and have Kareem yeah. Hunt on your team. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably uh, – Kareem Hunt, that might that might work too because he's a really good running back and he's not even the best running back on his current team with the Browns. And so yeah. whenever he goes in, he's like a threat to score. Uh, I would say – you know what? You could probably make the case for Clyde Edwards Alaire last season too. I think they probably could have spent that first rounder elsewhere. Probably could have spent it on an offensive lineman. Yeah, we'd have to look at like saved him some money. What happened in the second round of last year's draft? Yeah. Yeah. Um not a lot of mistakes by the Chiefs, which is not surprising. They were fourteen and two last year and the year before they won the Super Bowl. So Yep. Yeah, they've been good. They've been pretty good. I know they've been fucking good. Okay. All right, and then let's end on a positive note here. We've got Peyton and Eli Manning in the alternate Monday night football broadcast booth. That I'm excited about. Yeah. That is a slam dunk for ESPN, and you don't hear people say that about ESPN at all anymore. (laughs) Anytime ESPN's in the news, it's because of something they have fucked up royally. It's either Stephen A. Smith hating people who don't speak English or their preposterous. Yeah, their programming mistakes, them firing longtime employees, not they wanting screwed to pay up, them. Screwed so up the pay- uh, hot dog eating contest. Yeah. Well, that people- was unforgivable. <laughs> they uh, don't want to pay anybody except for Stephen A. Smith, which is why yeah. he's going to put his foot in his mouth sometimes. Really? Uh, they're yeah so it's like you know their monday night football broadcast crew 
when it had Booger McFarland and Joe testes are sore. Nobody liked that. Uh, now we look back at Booger fondly, but um, it's just because he was bad. <laughs> yeah. And now yeah, the current crew, I like the current crew. Like I don't mind the current crew. I think they're all solid guys, solid football guys that I enjoy listening to. And your joke about them uh, getting to keep the master bedroom while their wife uh, sleeps with their new boyfriend in the guest room was yeah. spot on because that's basically what ESPN's doing. They're like, they're trying to compete with, well, I'll be live streaming Broncos games this year. They're trying to compete with that alternate broadcast now, which is mm-hmm. fucking YouTubers doing it and being able to say whatever they want. And so they're bringing in, their powerhouse, the Manning family, the football royalty, maybe America's royalty at this point. Um, yeah, I think I think they're up there. You know, they don't have as much uh, controversy as the the British royals. No, no, Man- right the Mannings there. rarely make the public mistakes. Um, yeah, but they're, gonna it's going to be ten games. At, what's that? <laughs> I was just thinking a couple from college, but maybe. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, okay. We won't get to the teabagging incident. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Something, you know, teabagging means one thing to the British, means another to the Mannings. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they get 10 games every year. They'll be bringing in celebrity guests. They'll be talking about big picture football stories, inside things. It won't be just like play by play. And you'll watch it on ESPN Plus or ESPN2. So you can just choose your broadcast. Which there's going to be tons of options too, because Amazon is doing, they're going to be doing Thursday night football. Yeah. They're going to have alternate broadcasts. They're reaching out to YouTubers to do shit as well. Um, but Which like, ones? Which ones? None of the guys I know are going to do it because you got to be on Twitch no. only. So youtube's really got to get into that game of getting people the rights to talk during the footage playing yeah youtube does that they're the best platform for it too like and they got the money like youtube needs to make that play sooner rather than later anyway i'm excited to watch the football games and be able to listen to the mannings talk about them Especially for Monday night games that I don't really want to fucking watch. Like that's when it's going to be money when you got like Bengals versus, I don't know, whoever the Bengals have to play. Yeah. You got, um, right. Bengals, uh, giants is on in week 13. Yeah. Yeah. I think they should definitely make sure that these games are broadcast near the end of the season for when we really stop caring about Monday night football. Yeah, well, they're definitely getting the first three games of the season, so people will be. Yeah, they got to they got to introduce it. Then I think they should shelve it for the back half, for when we start to lose interest. Um, but yeah, um, how how could anyone say no to this? I think the point, like everybody expected Peyton Manning to be a full time broadcaster, like Tony Romo or something like that. And yeah, he'd be great, but I don't. It just doesn't seem like he wants to commit to any one thing. Peyton, yeah. Yeah, post-retirement. It's like he just wants to do a little bit of everything. That's that's fine. It frees him up and Eli to spend time with their kids. And, you know, that's what they want to do. 
Yeah, I'm sure he's making a shit ton of money doing this. It's a 10-game commitment. Uh, if I could get away with that for an NFL season, I would take it. Does he it. get to do it like from his couch? Uh, probably not. Uh, it's partnered with his production company, Omaha Productions, uh, which produces Perfect. you know Peyton's Places and a bunch of other shit that I haven't watched yet, but... <laughs> Uh, you know, Peyton Manning has a more successful production company than me. Uh, he gets to do Monday yeah. Night Football for 10 games. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be good though. It's gonna be good. Manning's fine. Eli, like, and there's you can't replace like brother, brothers like banter. Like, they no. know each other. There's an organic chemistry already built in. And like, you can put whatever, whoever you want in a broadcast booth. And those two guys can eventually get there, but like Manning, Peyton, and Eli will have that right away, and I think that'll make for good, good TV. So I, I saw that like it's like ESPN has yet to like name a host for the show. Interesting. Why insert a third guy? You yeah. don't need a host. No. <laughs> like if, if you're I, trying I to figure out somebody to steer the ship there, you don't fucking need it. Didn't Peyton Manning host the ESPYS? Yeah. Can he just? Do it himself. Yes, he seems capable. Like if you want something that feels a little different, do not bring in some yeah. broadcast dude. Like you just don't need it there. Dude, we don't want like Trey Wingo messing up the the whole vibe. No, and I like Trey Wingo. I'm yeah ambivalent. I think if you got Chris Berman in there, <laughs> if you brought him out of retirement again. Oh, uh, Chris Berman would be great. I think he is. I think they're giving him some. He has some show. Oh yeah, he still has NFL primetime. Yeah, like once a week. Anyway, Shit. I love that that's show. our that's our podcast. Don't will? Oh, yeah, that's good enough. Um, John Elway did play his entire career without an ACL, which is far more impressive than Peyton Manning. Uh, I mean, uh, Tom, Tom Brady. Brady playing without an MCL for one season. And good night. Good night and good luck. And God bless those firefighters out there. God bless them. DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sportsbook, but it's also America's, USA's, United States of America's top-rated sportsbook. Speaking of America, our top athletes are over in Tokyo competing for the gold and the silver and the bronze. Any me- we'll take any medal we can get. And DraftKings has a medal-worthy offer just for my listeners. Place any pre-event wager of $1 to be eligible to cash $100 in free credits if America wins any medal this year. All of the colors I just mentioned. That's 100 to 1 odds on an American athlete to stand on the podium and get that medal. 100 to 1 odds on an offer like that doesn't come around often, so sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook now to get in on all of the action. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook because it's easy to navigate, has plenty of instructions for noob bettors, and nearly limitless ways to get in on all of the action. My friends and family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you will too. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNBR when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits if America wins a medal. That's code DNBR to turn $1 into $100 in free credits 
For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You gotta be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.